You're listening to Gay Men's Podcast G-Pod News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. Today on Gay Men's Podcast G-Pod News, we are live on GAAQ Radio. We will be talking about HIV and AIDS, stigma, and overcoming stereotypes. We go over some HIV facts and more. This is a must-listen-to episode, whether you're gay, straight, HIV-positive, or not. This episode is sponsored free from ads thanks to DMHIV, offering global free clinics for gay and bisexual men worldwide. Welcome, welcome. So this is a special live episode of Gay Men's Podcast on GAAQ Radio. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors, who is DMHIV, which is a mobile clinic that is global, um, of course, for our community. So today's episode is going to be kind of serious, um, but some of this stuff we all have to hear because we have to stop the stigma of being either afraid of saying if we're HIV positive or not. Um, and also, you know, opening up the discussion with our friends and also getting rid of those stereotypes that keep us from having friendships with people that may be um, positive. So let's get started. Again, it's live. I will try not to cuss too much. Um, if you guys are trying to call GAAQ Radio, the number is down. If you live in Chicago, you guys know why. Um, but of course, we're recording from sunny Southern California with the air conditioner on because it's hot as balls over here. I said balls on the air. I don't know if they'll beat that one. If you guys are listening to me, I think there might be a five second delay on the radio. If you're listening from the podcast, you're getting the on cut version. So if you're listening on the radio, and you want to listen to the podcast later, it is Gay Men's Podcast, and it's on um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, a whole bunch of other ones that I cannot remember. But if you are listening on the radio and you want to ask any questions, you can go on GAAQ Radio's social media. I'm taking it over right now. Or you can actually text the station. I'll actually be getting those text messages live as I'm doing this broadcast. So, when we hear someone has HIV, what comes to your mind? Is it negative? Is it something you don't even want to talk about? Many of us feel the same way. It's either negative or it's too much to talk about. Whether you have HIV or AIDS, are positive or not, even if you're undetectable or not, most of us cringe or get heartbroken when these words are uttered. But honestly, it shouldn't be that way. We should be open about this topic and not afraid of individuals that have HIV or AIDS. So, this disease has been around a lot longer than most of us have been on the earth. And it's time we have a talk about it. And hence, this is why we're doing this show. Um, of course, there are modern day medicines and treatments, prevention medicines, even upcoming articles revealing that there might be cures for the disease. But those of us in the United States don't understand that this is a world problem in the LGBTQ plus community. And most countries don't have free clinics or easy access to life-saving medicine. 
So we do want to make sure that we understand that. So when you go to pride events, especially pride events that sponsor some of these organizations that help with the community outside of the United States, you're really actually helping. Um, so because this is a broad topic, I want to touch on a couple of issues. So we're going to first start with stigma and stereotypes. And I do actually have a new question coming in. Um, but I'm going to add that later on with stere uh, stereotypes. It looks like it's about the same thing. So let's go to our first stereotype or what we considered uh, to be actually a thing when we're dealing with um, HIV. So stereotype one is you can get the disease by just being next to a person who has HIV or AIDS. This is false. You can't get it just by standing next to a person at at all. Um, stereotype number two is most people with HIV are very, very skinny and pale looking, don't eat, and are very skinny in the face. Of course, this is false. Nowadays, we see more and more uh, gentlemen who actually are more buff in appearance. They have a glow in their face. They might even be chubby or what we considered fat nowadays. I hate that word because I'm fat, but... Um, they could be big too, um, depending on the stage of HIV or, you know, um, if it's detectable or not, it doesn't really have an effect on, um, you know, the way someone looks. Now, if it's, you know, a, a stage that is progressive and it's, you know, causing, um, I hate to say this, but it's causing death of the body, then you'll see some of those things. But most of the HIV um, cases nowadays are tr are treatable, um, so you don't really see that, uh, that look of, I don't know, a stereotype when you look on, you know, whatever TV show is making fun of HIV for some reason. Um, stereotype number three is, I will get HIV or AIDS if I date a person with HIV or AIDS. That again is false. We'll go over that through the facts. Now before I get to the facts, let's go ahead and um, uh, read this question that just came in. This came from Josh H. from the United States. And it says, I really am scared to even say this, but here it goes. I am an HIV positive man and I am so afraid to even say it to myself, let alone other people. I feel like it's worse than coming out as gay. I don't know if I really have a question, but really just need to vent. I want to tell my friends, and I know that I, it shouldn't be a problem, but I always hear horror stories about people telling their so-called friends that they are positive and they just up and leave. Why is it like that? Am I the only one feeling like this? Well. Josh, you're not the only one feeling like this. In fact, I did a thing on my personal social media yesterday, and I actually got way more people that were more talkative about the subject, and they pretty much felt the same way that <coughs> they have to keep, you know, with their friends anyways, they have to keep it in the closet that they're HIV positive. Or they're, you know, positive but undetectable. Um because of the stigma of losing their friends just because they have HIV. So what are some of the facts um, when we deal with stigma? So we're trying to get rid of the stigma of that, you know, you can get it this way, that way, and every other way. So 
First of all, you can't get HIV from casual contact with a person who has HIV, such as a handshake, a hug, or a closed mouth kiss. A lot of people think that closed mouth kiss will um, uh, spread the disease. It will not spread the disease. Um, also, and you can't get HIV from contact with objects such as toilet seats, doorknobs, or dishes used by a person with uh, who has HIV. All stigma. So this is all fact. Um, you can't get it by, you know, a, sh a handshake or a hug or just standing next to a person. You can't get it from, uh, you know, sitting on a toilet that someone might have had AIDS on, uh, who used the toilet, uh, before you. you. Can't get it from doorknobs or dishes or anything like that. So right, right then and now, we have to wipe that from our brain. That's just stigma. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a rumor. It's not, it's not accurate um understand that if a friend does have uh the disease it's not the end of the world and you must be supportive the last thing anyone needs is someone just ghosting them because they contracted the disease this is the issue too and this is what we need to get rid of as well is the stigma of um hey, my friend has AIDS, so I don't want to be friends with him because I don't want to contract the disease. There's only a certain way of contracting the disease, and we're going to get to that right now. So the question um, was, how um, how is HIV spread? I'm going to tell you right now, that was from Gene um, from Chicago. Hey, you're probably listening to me live, so I'll try not to F up too much. Anyways... Um, how is HIV spread? Um, HIV is only spread by person to person, not by person to dog or anything like this. Um, it's only person to person, and only certain bodily fluids from person with HIV is spreadable. That includes blood, semen, pre-seminal fluids, rectal fluids. A lot of people don't understand what rectal fluids is. I'll get to that later. <coughs> Excuse me, I coughed. Um, vaginal fluids and breast milk. So let's get to this rectal fluids. There's a mucous me membrane in your rectum, just like there's a mucous membrane in your mouth. Um, this is important to understand, and this is why HIV transmission is only possible if these fluids come in contact with a mucous membrane or damaged tissue or are directly injected into the bloodstream, either by sharing needles or anything like that. Um, another thing to know is that in the United States, men with HIV is actually decreasing. Uh, it's decreasing about 2%. But the number of individuals in the heterosexual community with HIV are actually increasing. That's another stereotype that only gay men get it. We have to stop that stereotype as well. Everyone can get it, no matter of their sexual preferences, their, you know, their gender or their specific gender that they want to be called. Anyone, any human can contract the disease, no matter what their, you know, sexual orientation is. So let's make sure that we do that. Um, how can you reduce your risk of getting HIV? Well, it's kind of simple. Um... Of course, you want to get started and know um, your and your partner's HIV status. It's very important to know not only yours, but your partner's status. 
Um, and this is something that we have to do also in our uh, social media apps or our dating apps. And most of the dating apps do have um, criteria where you can actually put if you're HIV positive or negative. And you can also put it whether you're um, undetectable or not, which is very good. People that actually are HIV um, positive and who are doing this is actually helping prevent the risk of exposure to other people. Now, us people that don't have the HIV, I think we're kind of mean to those people. We have to stop right now because they have the balls to put this out in, in you know, a dating app, <coughs> which is great. And when we go to, we have a, another segment and a little bit on, you know, dealing with uh, if your partner has HIV and you don't and how to, you know, um, deal with that. But we have to, you know, help those people out. They should be congratulated for saying that. Not a lot of us actually put our real status. Not a lot of us know our real status. So getting tested is very important. And when you go to a pride and there's a, the, the truck out either inside the, the, the um, pride event or outside the pride, pride event that is giving free HIV tests, just go take it. You know, it's nothing that you have to pay for. Um, you know, it's it's nothing that's going to be um, blasted out into the world, especially if you're in the United States. This is all confidential. And you get a, a status report right then and there. And if you do have HIV, you can go ahead and start the process of, you know, what's your options um, or and, and stuff like that. Also, make sure that your partner is doing the same thing. So, you know with with this disease it's always good to get tested we feel uncomfortable getting tested we also feel scared getting tested because oh my god what if we what if i do have it um but the point is is early detection is better than later detection because now that there's cures coming out maybe in five or ten years you know uh we're gonna have to know what those cures actually how they cure if it's early detection of HIV that they cure to rid the disease or you know and they can't cure later detection or anything like that the number of actually uh, levels of the the virus inside your system this is all stuff that we need to know getting tested is the most important thing to do for yourself for your partner for your family for everyone Number two, and I put this one in there and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Don't be dicks to people that uh, put HIV positive on dating apps. I already said that, but I'm going to say it again. These people took the time and had the balls to admit they had it. And they should have your support whether or not you choose to have a sexual relationship with them or not. I mean, we have to... We have to not be scared to say our sexual, uh, you know, if, if we're HIV positive or not. And we can't judge people for being HIV positive or not. It has nothing to do with their character. It has nothing to do with their personality. It's just something that they have to fight with. And you need to be supportive of them no matter what, whether you want to have a sexual relationship with them or not. We can't go after them just because they're positive. Um, make sure you're asking your partner's status and being honest about yours. Again, this kind of goes with you being tested and you um, and your partner being tested at the same time. It's very important to know your sexual partner's status. 
Um, and if they don't know it, you know, there's preventative ways to do. You might have to be more preventative than you would if they actually do know their status. Um, there are, when you do get your status, there's usually paperwork. It sounds weird and people judge me when I ask them to show me paperwork that they're not, each, uh, or that they're, you know, not positive. But it's something that I do to protect myself as well. Now, if they are HIV positive, then I'll just, you know, go ahead and use more precautions than I would with someone that shows me proof that they're they're not HIV positive. So it's a little bit different, you know, in each situation. It doesn't mean that you can't have sex with them. It just means that you have to use a little bit more precautions. Number whatever number this is, it says choose, choose less risky sexual behaviors. Again, if you don't know their status, use less risky sexual behaviors. Use a condom. Use condom safe lube. Look at the labels. There is a difference in lubes. Some lubes are not made for condoms. You know, water-based lubes are probably more better for condoms than, you know, a uh, pure latex lube because it actually degrades the, uh, the condom material and can cause breakage or dryage. Um, and stuff like that. Also use lube because what you're doing is you want to re uh, reduce the risks. Um, again, your anal gland does have um, a mucous membrane. So you want to make sure that that's protected. You also want to make sure that if you're not using lube and it gets dry down there and you do cut anywhere in there, if blood is drawn, you're more likely to go ahead and um, contract the um, disease too if that condom brings as well so you always want to make sure that you're kind of protecting that area and no one wants a cut in their butt come on so use lube use condom safe um, condom safe loops uh, use condoms and all that stuff if you need to know how to use don't think that you know how to use a condom I've been with so many people that don't know how to put on a condom they think they do but they're doing it way incorrectly if you want to watch a video, go on Google and say how to, um, you know, put on a condom. Don't look at the meme ones. You know, go to the CDC. Go to, you know, these um, HIV clinics. They have videos. Go to workshops. Go to community centers for the LGBTQ. Um, go to Prides. At Prides, when we're there, we, um, you know, do a how to use a, a how to put on a, a condom properly. Um, this is all to protect you um, from contracting the disease. Um, another thing is limit your number of partners, your your number of sexual partners. I don't know if I agree with this one, but some of us are more sexual than, than the other. If you're going to have a lot of partners, you just have to really ensure that you do these things. You know, use pr pr protection, use preventative measures. If you have any cuts or scrapes, in that area maybe you need to hold off on sexual partners at that time until you know all that stuff is healed also it's not only being uh, getting tested for hiv it's also getting tested and treated for stds um these things are not usually looked at or not usually cared about as much as hiv but they can cause just as much problems in fact since hiv can be you know, um, you can be HIV positive but undetectable, which means that your the HIV levels are very low and you can't actually um, give out the disease. STDs can be easily spread. So um, make sure you're getting tested for STDs as well. 
um, talk to your healthcare provider about um, pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis or PrEP. Um, and a lot of people are getting mad at PrEP because they're getting, you know, there's ads for them, you know, you pursuing them. Um, but really, it's all on you. Um, know that PrEP has side effects. And also listen to individuals that is on PrEP and ask questions. Some side effects may not be common, but should be used to make an overall decision. For example, if you go on PrEP's website and you see the common um, side effects, those are just the common side effects. I would look into it further if you know someone prep on prep what's their side effects is it something new is it something that you have to weigh the pros and cons well if i use prep you know i will be more protected but also i have a, a risk of uh, this happening with me or because of uh, a certain issue that you may have already a health issue prep may um make that issue um, more advanced or cause other problems so this is all something that you want to talk to your doctor about and a lot of us don't even like talking to our doctor about it um, because again we're afraid to communicate about this but honestly if you go to these free clinics you know you can talk to them some of them are not doctors some of them are just you know uh, clinical um, individuals um, but I probably said the wrong name. I, I saw, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, uh, some of them could be just uh, RNs. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, these individuals do have knowledge about the disease and about some other things that you should be asking. If you're afraid to see your doctor, especially if you had a doctor as long as I had my doctor, you can actually go, you know, maybe go two to three towns over and go to a clinic and um, talk to them about, you know, um, HIV or, you know, if you do have the disease, what's, you know, what they can get you, stuff like that. If you don't have money, especially in the United States, look for these organizations like, um, um, uh, like the organizations that do uh, free clinics. Um, if you go to a LGBTQ community center, they have tons of this stuff. Um, if you Google it, you can probably Google it. If you're outside of the United States, it's going to be a little bit harder just because some countries actually block these websites from actually being seen, which is way, way worse than, you know, just talking about it. And most of these countries do do that, which I find sad. And, you know, you guys should find sad just as well. Um, but it's all about, you know, making sure that you get tested that you're tested constantly because if you do get the um, virus, the, uh, the sooner that you know about it, the better. Um, some clinics will actually say it doesn't really matter. Most doctors that I've talked to while doing this research was actually uh, wanted you to know, you know, as fast as possible when you uh, contract the disease. Um, this way that they can give you prevent or um, better medication to um, contain uh, the virus. Um, <clears throat> and then also know the difference between detectable and undetectable, um, but always use precautions with both. And then don't inject drugs. Of course, if you're going to inject drugs, it's new needles. I can't believe I'm giving you a discussion on how to inject drugs. Use new needles. Don't share needles at all. Um, just because you don't know what the other person has. Again, if you don't know or if you, 
someone might be trustworthy but again i'm very picky if they don't have a document saying that they don't have hiv with a time stamped date of when they got tested then i'm using as much precautions as possible um here's a good question and i actually have the answer to this this is from lewis and uh he's a hiv positive man and is worried about his partner getting hiv his partner is negative um with that question i'm gonna go ahead and move over to this slide and it is um of course i i am hiv positive but my partner is hiv negative how can i protect my partner from hiv so it's quite simple um uh you can take hiv medications daily <clears throat> you can, uh treatments with hiv medications um, help people with HIV live longer, of course, healthier lives, and also understand what your viral load is. And this all depends on um, things. This is where it comes into if you're detectable or not. A viral load is you can even either have more of the virus in your system or less of the virus in your system. And this has to do with your protect your your preventative actions as well. Um, but no matter what, if you are HIV positive, whether you're detectable or not, and your partner is HIV negative, you still should be using precautions, and that's just to protect your partner as well. Um, and then also continue to always have, um, you know, HIV testing for both of you. Um, <clears throat> you might be HIV positive, and your tests might, you know, come out that your viral load is low, but, you know... It could progress or it could weaken depending on if you're taking your medication uh, treatment um, daily or not. And that's all through your, your health care provider, whether, you know, what medication you're going to be taking. So it's always important to still get the test, but it's always important to also, you know, talk to your doctor regularly to find better medication or to, you know, find alternatives to some of these medications. So if your partner, if you're HIV positive and your partner is negative, you know, use condoms correctly every time you have sex. Um, talk to your partner about taking PrEP. Your partner can take PrEP, which is uh, a preventative um, that will reduce his risk of um, contracting the disease. Um, if you inject drugs, don't share your needles, syringes, or other drug equipment with your partner. Again, you want to kind of protect your partner as well because, hello, you, you obviously love this person. So you always want to do anything that is preventative. Um, you can get all this stuff online uh, or you can go to uh, gaypodcast.com. I will have links up there as well. The whole point of this topic was to ensure that we're doing the right thing when we're meeting someone who may be HIV positive, meaning we're not letting stereotypes get in our way of having a fr friendly conversation with them. Also, if you're, you know, out there dating and you're out there, you know, um, sexually active, it's very important to know, uh, again, your, uh, your status as well as your partner's status. And if your partner says that they're not, but they don't have a document, you know, still use protection. Do as much things as you can. And remember, you can't get HIV just by standing next to a person or being friendly with a person. So go out there. If one of your friends are HIV positive, you can still hang out with them every day. Do normal friend stuff. It doesn't mean that you have to be more seclusive. It just means that you have to be a better friend to them. That's basically what it is. So hopefully this episode educated you and broke down some stereotypes. 
But remember, it's up to you to be a good friend and all-around good person. Remember how you felt when you came out as gay? And um, imagine coming out as HIV positive and being shunned by not only the heterosexuals, but also the community you call family. So just be more friendly, guys, towards that. Um, we have a couple more minutes left. Um, I think what we're going to do is I'm going to end this segment, segment with GAAQ Radio. Um, you guys have a nice, fun Friday. We're going to have one uh, song, one music song, and then you're going to come back with um, Alex and uh, Trevor, who is going to be doing your uh, 90s, top 90s. So stay tuned for that. Gaming's podcast, podcast listeners. Thank you guys. We did do a live segment. I just wanted to let you guys know. Thank you for listening to me. If you guys do have any questions about this and don't know who to talk to and you do want to talk to me, you know, you can talk to me um, anonymously. You can call me anonymously. Anything you want to do, uh, you know, if you want to talk to me personally, um, my email is mike at gaymenspodcast.com. If you don't feel like talking, um, you can, of course, text the show, which everything's on gaypodcast.com, all those numbers and stuff like that that you, that you need to remember. Um, social media, I'm actually taking over Gaymen's Podcast uh, social media stuff for the next week. So if you do want to DM us on um, social media, that's at Gaymen's Podcast on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can go ahead and do that. Ask your questions. Um, if you're having a hard time finding clinics in your area, let me know. I'll do everything I can to go ahead and help you. If you're outside of the U.S., again, just, you know, DM me. I know we have a lot of listeners from a whole bunch of different countries around the world. So we also want to help you too, just in case, even if you just want to get, you know, tested just to make sure that you don't have it. Or if you do have it, you want it to be, you know, you want to know before rather than later. So... Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We had no commercial breaks, which is good. I've been talking for a while now, so I'm going to need a little break. Um, And again, thank you guys for listening to the show. I will talk to you guys next Friday. You guys have a good weekend. Bye, guys.